1: In that case, I
0: pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's do this. Woo! Ring the bell. This is Between the Ropes. Oh, you're going for the dirt, for the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's time to get Between the Ropes. Between the Ropes. All right, everybody, thanks for joining in. It is the Between the Ropes broadcast immediately following Raw. Brian Fritz along with Justin Kendall from BetweenTheRopes.com. Thanks, everybody, for joining in on the broadcast. We'll get to uh, all about Raw from tonight. A couple of reminders. If you haven't subscribed to us here on YouTube, do that right now. Just click on that little button, subscribe to us. you immediately find out about all the different videos that we have here on the website. Also, uh, share our videos. Feel free to like them and make comments. We do have the chat room open, so feel free to take part in the conversation. A big shout out to everybody that is supporting us on Patreon. If you haven't done that yet, and if you can do that to help keep us going, just go to patreon.com backslash Between the Ropes, and also you can check us out online. Just go to BetweenTheRopes.com, and you can find us on Facebook as well. It's Facebook.com backslash BetweenTheRopes. So let's talk all about Raw, the three-hour weekly extravaganza, which, you know, I think by the end of the night, it was starting to feel like it was a little long, but I think overall um, it was a pretty good show, Justin.
1: Yeah, it was a solid show. They got We know who the number one contender is now. So I think, feel like we came out of this with a purpose.
0: Absolutely. And here's the thing that, the, that I took away from this, too. I, I really thought the show was going to be all about Roman Reigns tonight. And in a lot of ways, it was, but not in a negative way. And one of the big things that, that stood out, too, was no John Cena, no Brock Lesnar, no Undertaker. But I, I really didn't miss them throughout the show. It wasn't until like after the show where I said, oh, yeah, those guys were all gone.
1: Yeah, it didn't. It didn't feel like it was. Uh, we were missing anybody. Although, uh, if you're having uh, everyone who one night gets uh, into this uh, sort of tournament for a fatal four way for the number one contender, where's Brock?
0: And that that's a very good point. You know, and here's the thing about that though. I understand that Brock wasn't going to be there, but shouldn't they at least explain why he's not there, come up with something? Maybe, maybe say something like the doctors wouldn't allow him to wrestle because he had gotten busted open the night before that needed nine stitches in his match against The Undertaker. I mean, that was a story that WWE even put on their website about how he needed nine stitches. So just, just do something to explain why Brock Lesnar was one of the winners at Hell in a Cell, but yet was not included in this mini-tournament to see who's going to be the next number one contender.
1: It's such a small thing that they could do, that they should do. We got the video package recapping the Hell in a Cell match. I don't know why they didn't just go ahead and, you know, give us that little bit of story, that extra little bit, you know, that they, they've they already put out there on the website.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's the little things, the attention to detail that I think people really appreciate. And I would hope that they would capitalize on a little bit more. But it's not the end of the world. I mean, I, I don't know how many people expected Brock to be there. Maybe some of the casual fans. And maybe I'm just looking through it from our window, which is different than uh, a lot of the audience for the WWE.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure that we we pay a little bit more attention to things than other people do.
0: Yes, uh so let us uh let's run down all of Raw taking place in San Diego, which I believe uh stands for the whale's vagina, if I'm correct, right? Um back in olden days, at least it did. That's I learned that from Ron Burgundy. Um so let's talk a little bit about this show. So we've got the authority out in the ring at first as Triple H and Stephanie were uh blabbing about something. Um <laughs> they're talking all about the wonderful, momentous Uh, occasion that was Hell in a Cell um, gushing over it. Um, They're also bragging about um, Alberto Del Rio returning to be the U.S. champion, and then they're raving about the man, that being Seth Rollins. So then they announced that what they're going to do is everybody that won the night before, they were going to have matches. So before matches set up, the winner from each of those matches would then be in a fatal four-way come the end of the night with the winner, being the new number one contender. I I saw some people that were not too thrilled about this on Twitter or saying this is kind of similar to what TNA has done. TNA is doing a tournament for their next champion. It's a much bigger tournament, though, in scope. Um, and for people that say, you know, oh, well, you're not, you know, you rag on TNA about stuff, but you're not doing that to WWE. It can't – I understand that argument sometimes. I understand that that can be a little bit unfair. I don't have a problem with TNA doing the tournament. Um, and I didn't have a problem with WWE doing this here. I mean, it makes a lot of sense from a standpoint that they're moving on with different feuds. We even talked about this in our post-Hell in a Cell show that we did last night about how we thought Roman Reigns, it seemed like he was the logical choice to be the next in line to get the world championship match. And that's exactly the direction that they're going.
1: Yeah it i'm not ever going to argue with WWE trying to give us a reason for a number 1 contender. It, it if they want to throw some logic in there, if they want to give us some continuity, I'm fine with that. It, make it important.
0: All I know is that come the end of the night, Seth Rollins 3 match winning streak is still alive because he didn't wrestle on the show.
1: Lucky Seth.
0: Did, Without jumping too far ahead, um, here's a crazy thing that happened on the show tonight. Everybody that was a – well, okay, the two men's champions that wrestled on the show tonight in singles matches, they actually won their matches. I'm not counting the tag team champions. I'm not counting the Divas champion. But the United States champion won. The Intercontinental champion
1: won. It's a crazy thing when uh, wins and losses matter.
0: It's amazing. I I was like, what what show am I watching here? There's there's champions actually winning matches. It's like dogs and cats living together. It's craziness going on out there.
1: And the people put in the uh, contenders matches, all won their matches the night before. How crazy is that?
0: Yeah. It was funny when Triple H was setting up this little mini tournament, he was kind of loosey-goosey, slipping and sliding on his words a little bit, which – It happens. It's no big deal. It wasn't horrible or anything. But I I thought they were going to get into like a convoluted backwards battle royal explanation a la TNA to where it's like, what's going on here? This is going to be way too confusing. But it really wasn't that confusing uh, the way that they set it up.
1: No, this was pretty simple. You know, guys who win, advance, fatal four-way.
0: Yeah. And by the way, during the promo with the Authority and Seth Rollins out there, Roman Reigns came out and basically said... I'm taking your title. Believe that. So short and sweet. And then Stephanie said, let the games begin. And then it was the 76th annual edition of the Hunger Games. Oh, wait, no, that's a movie coming out. Um, that's
1: what I wrote down.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for them to, like, sound the horn and everybody has to run to get the weapon of choice that they wanted, you know, yeah. than, right? <laughs> Which would have been great. Every time somebody gets eliminated, they have the boom, you know, and they put their, their head shot up on the, you know, up on the ceiling. <laughs> it would be great. Uh, so they did uh Roman Reigns against Kofi Kingston right out of the gate. Um, they actually had a really good match. Um, they, they went about 13 minutes and uh, at the end of the match, Kofi went for the trouble in paradise. Uh, Roman ducked it, speared him. I mean, a vicious, vicious spear too. And he uh, got the win, but I mean, it was, it was a good little, it was a good match between those. And I, it was it was a new match. It was a fresh match. It was something we hadn't seen. I thought they worked really well together, and um, and you know made sense that Roman won.
1: Surprisingly long match too. It just felt like it was going on. It it, it wasn't like it dragged, but it did feel like it was a, a longer match. I do like also that uh, Xavier or not Xavier, but um, Kofi, Kofi and Big E were wearing the armbands with the XW for yes, their unicorn brother
0: they're going wild with this unicorn thing now, man. It is really going crazy as they, uh, unicorn it up, you know, um, when you talk about the matches or how long the matches were, the only match that was under 10 minutes was the divas match. And that's the match that involved the most people in it too. So maybe they didn't have as many matches as they normally have on a night. Um, they had seven matches, but, but, you know, they kept all of them between like ten to fifteen minutes, and that's that's what we need. I thought, you know, and that that worked out really well.
1: Yeah, it, again, didn't feel like the show dragged. Not at all, not
0: at all. So they did uh, Cesaro against Kevin Owens, um, another nice match. It wasn't it wasn't a blowaway match, but it was a good solid match that they had on here. Um, there was a couple times where they almost got counted out, but the match continued. And they did a – Cesaro got distracted near the end of the match, and then he got uh, a kick, pop-up powerbomb, and Kevin Owens wins. And, hey, he's the Intercontinental Champion. It made sense that he would win here to move on to the Fatal 4-Way, and the guy won. Um, These guys have great chemistry together. I'd love to see them do – uh a longer match on a pay-per-view and hopefully we'll get to see that in the uh in the near future. But I, I like watching these guys work together.
1: Cesaro looks strong in this match. He he he's got the crowd behind him. And oh yeah.
0: Look at all the they, people at the signs
1: now. They and, really need to capitalize on this. Uh, they're really missing an opportunity if they jump, don't jump on it.
0: Just look at the little things when they talk about how Cesaro doesn't have uh, charisma or, you know, he's missing something because he's Swiss. Like in the middle of the match, he just does the, hey, raises his arm up in the air and does a little yell. and People pop for it, man. People are into Cesaro. And who doesn't want that new Cesaro sweatshirt that he's sporting now, too?
1: (laughs) You got to get the merch. Tonight, though, probably 25% off or some type of deal.
0: Sure, why not, man? Go for it. I mean, have you? I mean, you can get that. You can get. They got a, a pretty nice uh, Dean Ambrose hoodie as well. Are they? Are they selling the New Day tracksuits yet?
1: No, but they're big on those uh, unicorn shirts.
0: They have the unicorn shirts. Are the New Day socks available yet?
1: <laughs> I you think they are, aren't they? So man, I to I've seen this.
0: Oh yeah, they they were talking about it a while back about how they're going to have socks for sale on the uh, WWE shop. So of course, now I got I got to look for this, you know.
1: Dave, twenty five percent on your order tonight. What?
0: Get that new Alberto Del Rio uh, t shirt that's out there now that he's back with the company.
1: I don't see socks on here yet.
0: Son of a gun, man! I see they got the beanie hat. It's the power of positivity knit beanie hat.
1: How about they, this? We got to get some of these plaques too. You gotta oh, get, whoa, look day at day. all those plaques, man! Plaques.
0: They do have the uh, up, up, down, down shirt, though. <laughs> that's always nice. That that unicorn shirt, it's funny as hell. As a grown man, uh, I don't know if I could wear that. Maybe.
1: There are bronies out there, man, who would be happy to wear it.
0: I'd wear it at a wrestling show, but outside of that, I don't know where I'd want to wear that.
1: I think that's one of those shirts that you can get away with, though, um, as – it's not a wrestling shirt or no one knows right away what it is. Can it's you, not identifiable.
0: Can you get away with that? If you're a single man in, I'm not saying that you're out in the town looking to try to pick up chicks, but you, you're always, you want to make it known that like you're available wherever you're at, but you're wearing that t-shirt in public. Can you do that?
1: I'm not going to attempt it. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Why not? I'm you're a your third test subject for this man.
1: I'm not even sure that I'd wear an Austin 316 shirt out and try and pick up Jinx. Yeah. How many wrestling shirts do you have? Uh, Oh, new ones? Any of them. Uh, I'd say under 10 at this point.
0: I definitely have under 10. But, I mean, that's like in your regular rotation?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, Maybe there might be a macho man shirt that I'll wear in my regular rotation just because he's the macho man.
0: Right. I've got two different Macho Man.
1: (laughs) I've got a a, a WrestleMania
0: shirt from last year, too. And um, I I have a Smoah Joe shirt. That's right. I got the Smoah Joe shirt.
1: I have the uh, Ridiculous Undertaker Bray Wyatt t-shirt from their match at WrestleMania. It was like $3 on WWE shop, and I couldn't pass it up.
0: Man, I tried to – I had a, a coupon code for Bray Wyatt or I had a coupon code um, for a discounted uh, order. And then I tried to get a Bray Wyatt, Wyatt family trucker hat that was like discounted. It was like $10 off. And then, of course, I went through the whole rigmarole of trying to order the thing. And then they were out. Or I got, or I said I, I got ordered. And then I got the email and said, oh, by the way, we're out of stock on that. Pick something else. Mm-hmm. I was like, of course, now that I paid for it. Um, <laughs> so we got the backstage segment where, uh, everybody is happy about this. I know team PCB made up. Thank God. Finally.
1: It was bound to happen. Right. I mean, uh,
0: and then we had Paige saying that she was, she wanted the group to turn the other page
1: <laughs> play on words.
0: You know, I thought that was Becky Lynch's gimmick, but I guess uh, Paige stole it, you know, for the night. It's um, all
1: gimmick infringement at this point. Right. Yeah, I know,
0: right. It's crazy. So um Becky Lynch did not want to make up, but Charlotte was like, come on, come on. We need a third. Let her hang with us. So team PCB was back and they did the old pinky shake and everything. Hmm. So it was Charlotte, Becky Lynch and Paige, team PCB taking on team Bella five minute match and rack attack on Becky Lynch to get the win. Afterwards, Uh, Becky looked like she was half dead and Charlotte was hugging and consoling her friend when Paige did the dastardly deed and turned heel on both of them. So um, she gave them both the uh, rampage and then she uh, got the PTO on Charlotte who was in agony. And then Paige went to the back and Charlotte stared at it like, how dare you? So, now, you know, it looks like we are going to get Charlotte against Paige. A couple of weird things here, though. Um, I guess if you want to nitpick. Number one, they still have not made Charlotte really into a strong champion. Like, she won the championship, you know, not too long ago. And then, like, she lost, like, her first match after that. So, I think they got to do a better job of making her stand out. Um, And maybe they will here, you know, because this is just getting underway and they needed something to set this up. But the other thing is, too. And I'm a little bit surprised by it, is that um, as good as Nikki Bella has been, I thought maybe they back burner her a little bit, but yet they're still, you know, trying to make sure that she stays strong and, you know, she was the one that, that got the victory in this match for her team. So they're still very high on Nikki Bella. And it's weird because like she even tweeted earlier in the day about, you know what, I'm going to, you know, take a step back and, you know, and my time will come, you know, I'll build myself back up kind of thing. And then there she was on Raw and she was uh getting the win for her team. Uh
1: as much as I've disliked pretty much everything that's happened with these women after the uh page pipe bomb, um, I thought that I really like this heel turn. I I love the rampage as a move. I think it it looks it looks sharp, it looks stiff and when she locked on the uh what was is it the page turner or
0: yeah, PTO,
1: yeah, PTO, yeah. That that looked like it I it had a good look Charlotte with the agony. It it was just a good heel turn.
0: Yeah, you know, and it, it's something we haven't seen in a while, that that style of a heel heel turn where you're out there with other people and then you turn on them, you know. It was it was almost horsemanesque.
1: It was completely predictable, but it was also just very well done in the Absolutely. end. Absolutely.
0: And there's nothing wrong with being predictable. I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm okay with the simple storyline or the things that make the most sense. And even if you can see it like a mile away, as long as you build to it right and then you execute it, then that that's part of wrestling, you know? And,
1: yeah, we're, we're not done with the Bellas. No way they're fading to the oh. back.
0: Yeah. By the way, uh, Brie Bella, I thought she was doing a Seth Rollins impression with the outfit that she wore. Cause it was like all white, you know, from the waist down that she was, you know, wearing the, the full, uh, like, uh, trunks. But then she was doing kicks like Daniel Bryan. <laughs> so that was, that was interesting to say the least. Um, they, they did the video package. Like you were talking about Brock Lesnar got the victory against uh, Taker at Hell in a Cell, and they showed the Wyatt family taking uh, Taker and his dead carcass out of the arena. Um, They did a backstage. What's that?
1: Where'd they take him?
0: Uh, That's a very good question. Um, They're on the West Coast, so I was going to say in and out Burger.
1: That's not a bad place to go. bet he got something animal style.
0: Oh, absolutely. Dude, hey, when we went out there for WrestleMania – First thing we did, we landed, we immediately went to an In-N-Out Burger.
1: Isn't that required? Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah, so no worries by, there.
0: By the way, um, I'm uh, uh, shout out to our friend Prince out there on the West Coast, who hooked us up with a limo ride from the airport that day. So yes, white limo picking you up at the airport and taking you straight to the In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> <laughs> he asked if there was any place you wanted to go real quick, and we said yes. I want a That's burger right now. <laughs> so it was great. Um, Renee Young was backstage and she was talking to Alberto Del Rio and Zeb Coulter in his scooter. And Zeb Coulter imagined one day. He even mentioned a John Lennon song Imagine about uh he wants to imagine if one day the United States and Mexico could become one and they can be Mex Americans. And then Del Rio bragged about himself a little bit, and then he got ready for his match against Neville. Um, You know what the funny thing is? They still have not really established if Del Rio is a babyface or a heel. As strange as that is, with putting it with Zeb Coulter, which I think is really weird, and then trying to explain this relationship between the two of them, um, they really haven't established, you know, is he – a good guy or a bad guy. He's just, he's just kind of a guy that, that has returned and won the U.S. Uh, title.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, all of his match pairings seems seem to point to being a heel, at, like wrestling Neville tonight, who he treated like the uh, original Sin Cara, slapping him around and dumping him out of the ring like he was garbage. But He
0: did, but they had really good chemistry. They had a really good match.
1: They did, and that double foot stomp uh, finisher, that looked tight.
0: Yeah, a new finisher because he uh, he got uh, Neville in the tree of woe. Basically, Neville was up at the top rope, and he was going to do a dive outside the ring, but Del Rio jumped up and crotched him, and then he was basically you know upside down in the corner, Neville was. So Del Rio went up to the top rope and just came down with the double foot stomp and just crushed Neville, and he got the pin out of it, so – um it's it's funny now because now we've seen since he's come back. I mean, before he was using the uh, arm breaker, but now he, you know, he did this move tonight uh, on the pay per view. He beat Cena with a super kick while Cena was down on his knees. So we're seeing a, a variety of different things from Del Rio when it comes to what he can use as a finisher, which is something I wish we could see from a lot of the other guys. So that way, um, you never know when a finish is going to come.
1: Mm hmm. They did tease the arm breaker tonight, which he Neville rolled out of.
0: Right, but it's just nice to see a little bit of diversity in these guys. Oh. You know, and say, "Oh, I've got all these different moves I can get that I can finish somebody off." You know,
1: for real, it, it makes it so much better. And I mean, the Undertaker is a prime example of, of a guy who has multiple submissions and you know finishing moves, and so so does Brock Lesnar. So when your two biggest guys have the that ability. It would be nice to see everybody else diversify as well.
0: By the way, I was wrong about match length times because there was one other match that was under ten minutes, and of course, it was another six man. Um, I think it was under ten. It was maybe a shade under. Right it back, just, right back in the Dudleys against Rusev, Sheamus, and King Barrett. Yeah. Was was how long was that? Ah, it doesn't matter.
1: No, but. That was a sneaky uh, victory. Dudley's fall again.
0: How about that? Bubba got pinned again. So it looked like Bubba, they did the what's up spot. Bubba called for the tables, which if you use that, you're going to get DQ'd. He on Sheamus and Rusev. But then King Barrett stuck up behind him and got the roll up for the pin.
1: Of oh. all people, King Barrett.
0: He's on a roll, man. And Bubba, he's been pinned in back-to-back matches.
1: So are, are they just foreshadowing a Dudley's heel turn here? Is this where we're heading? or
0: um, Possibly. I mean, that would make sense.
1: It, you know, it, they always say that, you know, when you go on a losing streak, maybe you're headed for a heel turn. So,
0: But who would the Dudley's feud with if they did turn heel?
1: Uh, I I don't even know at this point. I,
0: I have an idea now that I brought this up. What if they turned heel against the returning Usos?
1: See, that's a good – that would be good.
0: Because, I mean, oh. I'm not sure when – it's Jay that's been out injured, right?
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I wish I could answer that.
0: How about injured Uso should be back here uh, soon, I think. I haven't heard anything about it, but I'm hoping he's back soon.
1: I and, saw – uh, I mean, they posted photos of him working out to on Instagram. So so, what if it, they
0: came back and they they became like the number one contenders sooner, and Dudleys were ticked off about it or something, and they turned heel and they went after them.
1: I think that's perfect. I think that that's a perfect way to introduce the Usos again and get the Dudleys over as heels because they were always better as violent heels.
0: Oh, absolutely, and and this is what we do here. We we give them we give WWE free ideas. Um, we come up with just on the fly, and they 're more than welcome to use them you know we we like booking w w e from time to time, you know sharing some thoughts and ideas just from the common man, just from the people that enjoy their product and watch and you know they like to run with it um you 're welcome
1: and and send us a check
0: a check would be nice as well uh we got Bray Wyatt cutting the promo in the ring, so it was uh dark all around him with the fireflies he 's in the rocking chair. Basically, he said that, um, he's talking about the apocalypse and then he was talking about how he was revitalized by what they did with the undertaker. And he asked everybody to bow their heads and put your hands on your TV set, which I thought for a second, he was almost going, uh, Dusty Rhodes promo there with hard times. Cause remember, Dusty okay. did say, put your hands on your TV set, um, in that, but, uh, he told everybody, uh, Rest in peace, Phenom. And they were bragging about what they did to Taker. So then Kane, you know, Taker's brother, decided, you know what, last night when my brother got his ass kicked by the Wyatt family, you know, I didn't want to get involved then. But tonight, I've had enough because I don't like what Bray has been saying about my my bro. So he came out there (laughs) ready, ready to fight. And, of course, the rest of the Wyatts came out there. And uh, Kane got some shots in at first. Then the Wyatts beat him up. And guess what? They took him to the back, carrying him just like they did with Taker the night before. I do have to point out one thing in this brawl that they did. Dear God. this is So Braun Strowman, of all people, decided to charge at Kane while Kane was standing against the ropes. Kane, in slow motion, ducked down to get out of the way and held the top rope. He low-bridged Braun Strowman who in uh, equally slow motion tumbled over the top rope to the floor. It was like one of those where if you put your TV screen on frame by frame, like you're trying to pick up something, like did, uh, you know, when watching a TV show, like did this really happen? Um, That was real time though. It was not frame by frame.
1: Mm, So bad.
0: (laughs) That might have been, uh, I mean, that, that little sequence right there, not the best. But it makes sense that they did this angle with Kane. Um, whether you like Kane or not, you're tired of them. I mean, they're, they're putting uh, the Brothers of Destruction back together again. And it, it still makes sense that they're going to do the match at Survivor Series. It's just they need two partners, and it's not going to be Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose.
1: I don't I, – yeah, see, that's what I can't figure out. I hope they don't just jam – two guys like the Dudleys with them. That doesn't make sense.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking was the Dudleys.
1: Yeah, I I would not be too excited about that. But, you know, a uh, Dudleys-Reapers match wouldn't be too bad to see Harper and Rowan against the Dudleys. Yes.
0: Oh, we did get Bray Wyatt once again uh, singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. As they were dragging Kane through the back, which was all smoky backstage. I don't know why. I, I don't know if somebody's car backfired or was having exhaust problems or if RVD was back there or what was going on. But for some reason, actually, Jerry was smoky.
1: I, I wonder if they were uh, taking him off to Jake the Snake Roberts' snake room that he wow. locked the ultimate warrior in. Was snake Papa
0: Shanga backstage? Maybe, maybe Papa Shanga was back
1: there. Why not just throw him in the Wyatt family while we're at it? Oh,
0: man, why not? Let's do it, man.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he can conjure up Sister Abigail.
0: Sure. Why not? Um, we got Big E against Dolph Ziggler for, uh, to be in the Fatal 4-Way. They had a really good match, I thought. Um, came off fantastic. Um, by the way, during uh, before this match started – Tyler Breeze made his raw debut. Him and his Summer Ray uh, were sitting ringside in a VIP lounge area taped off where they even had a cheese plate. And I believe they had a, some kind of uh, refreshment there. And they had the full red rope and security uh, there with them, which was fantastic. But um, well, it, was, it was a really, really good match. And it's funny because Tyler Breeze is out there. He's feeding with Ziggler. So, you're thinking, okay, well, he's going to get involved in the match and he's going to cost Ziggler the win. No, he sat there and watched the entire match. And um, Ziggler got out of the way of Big E, um, got a zigzag in, and was able to pin him. They went about 14 minutes. They had a really strong match. And I mean, give a lot of credit to both those guys. It was a nice, different, fresh matchup. And I thought those guys really delivered out there.
1: I I, I agree. It just pains me to see two. Guys who were so close wrestling each other, Big E and Dolph, remember their relationship?
0: I loved it, man. That, the pairing that I thought should have never gotten broken up, those two and AJ Lee. And then Dolph got a concussion from uh, Jack Swagger. And when he was out for that two, two and a half, three months, he came back, he immediately dropped the world championship, and they immediately broke up the group, which I thought was a great group.
1: It was a great group. It was a it was a group that defied what they're, they normally do. Uh, you know, it, it worked.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It had a nice dynamic to it. You had Sickler was the star. Biggie was the, the muscle. But the, the new guy up and coming, they had the female element of it with AJ. It's like, what's wrong with this picture right here? You know?
1: Not one thing. Not one thing was wrong with that. There was nothing wrong with that. What that's what they do. They You know, if something's working... They break it up, like Rusev and Lana or the Wyatt family. Yeah. Eventually figure out that they make a mistake. But
0: The one thing they did right about that, though, was they were hell-bent on taking the title off Ziggler and putting it on Del Rio, but they did the rare but effective double turn in their Mm -hmm. world championship match. Yep. And they turned Ziggler babyface, and they turned Del Rio heel as he went after the, the concussed head of one Dolph Ziggler in that match uh what did they do next they did the they did a nice um breast cancer awareness video and then they did a segment of the ring where they had some uh some women some survivors in there and it was interesting that so triple h was in there stephanie was in there some a lot of the other wrestlers were there but it was Heath a what's that
1: Eat slater
0: damn right man slater <laughs> was there and we almost had a Slater Gator reunion for a second because it was Titus O'Neill that was actually on the bike handling uh, the uh, duties here. And he did a great job as well. So nice little segment there. It's Titus O'Neill is such a nice guy, but he is also a very eloquent speaker and he does so much charity work and so many good things. This is a nice little moment for him to, uh, to shine here, you know, in this role. I, I was glad Titus got to do that.
1: I, I just, the only thing that bothers me about this is the the uh, lack of like kayfabe, where you've got you know a weirdo like Stardust in there with all these survivors.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, they could. I mean, let me ask you this, okay? Because this has become a little bit of a hot topic online when it comes to how do you hide kayfabe or not? Because especially in today's day and age, and when you're utilizing heels and everything like, so Nikki Bella is a heel, but she comes out wearing a Rise Above Cancer sure. So should she, she be doing that or not?
1: Hmm. You know, I, I, I lean on the the side of probably not. I mean, it, it's the same thing with Stephanie McMahon where you can't figure out whether one week she's a heel, one week she's a face, you know?
0: Right. Well, at least they don't make the Wyatts like wear pink armbands or something like that. I'm not saying that. I mean, in real life, we all know their stance on this, but it, you know, I, I don't want their characters to be wearing that. And it's not like it's something that has to be pointed out like, Oh, why aren't they wearing the, you know, the armband or something like that. It just doesn't need to be mentioned. But yeah. I, I mean, I get it in this day and age when it comes to people like Nikki Bella and some others, I wish they wouldn't do it because I think there's plenty of other people, especially on the baby face side that that can wear those t-shirts and they can't support those causes. Um, And it doesn't need to be pointed out like, oh, look at that. Nikki's not wearing it, you know, or Bree's not wearing, you know, the shirt or not supporting it because that's not the case. It just shows that, hey, you know what? They're heels, you know, and they're going to wear their own merchandise. They're going to wear their own thing and they're not going to wear shirts, you know, for uh, breast cancer awareness or other charities.
1: Thankfully, they don't have the uh, Wyatt family standing in there, you Mm. know, at least least that, you know, you don't have Braun Strowman and his – Black sheep mask.
0: Oh my god. Can you imagine Braun Strowman standing behind Triple H in that segment?
1: Oh, that would have been so awesome. <laughs> <I> well, kinda...
0: <laughs> well, if Kane hadn't already been pulled out, uh, you know, he's somewhere in the parking lot, um, being suffocated by all the smoke. Um, uh, maybe they could have had Kane with the mask on in support of breast cancer awareness in the background. <laughs> That would not have been good, okay? Oh. But it is what it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry about it. Um <laughs> so they did actually early on in the show they did a segment a pre-tape where they had the Miz playing the new WWE 2K uh sixteen video game, which comes out a Tuesday. So they continued with it here where Miz was using Stone Cold as his character, pinned the rock, was bragging about it, and was cutting a promo, and the next thing you know, his promo sounded just like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And guess what? He turned around, and there was Stone Cold. And uh, so they had a little back and forth, which was fine. Um, and then they played, like, a little ad for the video game. This I, – I, I have a feeling that this was not taped at Raw, that this was taped the night before, because Austin does live in Los Angeles, and they were in San Diego on this night. So I know people are like, oh, my God, that's the only, re- only thing they did with Austin. And he was there. No, I think they did that in L.A., so that's why Austin wasn't on TV. But it it is kind of weird that you get Stone Cold Steve Austin on the show, but it's a pre-tape backstage thing just to plug the video game.
1: I, I totally agree with you. And it had to have been. That's exactly what I was thinking was they had to have taped this before. It doesn't make any sense for Austin to be in San Diego just for this video game launch.
0: Yeah. I mean, I love seeing Stone Cold out there, but yeah, it was just kind of weird. But
1: you got an arena full of disappointed people after that. I imagine.
0: Oh, I know you. You know they're like, "Oh my God, Austin's here!" He's there's only you know you know 15 minutes left in the show. He's got to come out. No, he doesn't because he's not in the building. Okay. Um, they did the main event, so it was Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, uh, Alberto Del Rio, and Dolph Ziggler. Winner becomes the number one contender. They had a hell of a match between them. Um, everybody was hitting uh, finishers. They did. Owens, at one point, it was came down to Owens and Reigns were squaring off where Owens was in the ring. He was enticing Reigns to get in there. Reigns started coming in. Owens attacked him. He went for the uh, pop-up powerbomb. Reigns got him with a superman punch, speared him out of his boots to get the win. And then afterwards... Reigns went ringside and had a stare down with Seth Rollins. As they looked at one another, Reigns slapped the belt, which was on Rollins' shoulder, and then he walked off, and the announcers went crazy talking about, Roman Reigns has finally achieved the dream of being the number one contender. Mind you, he was the number one contender at WrestleMania already, but he is uh, in line for another uh, world uh, championship match here.
1: One thing that we did omit or we forgot to mention was the backstage segment with uh, Reigns and Ambrose. Oh, yes. And it is becoming more and more apparent that they're setting up a heel turn for Ambrose.
0: Oh, yeah. He's, he's being buddy-buddy out there like, hey, buddy, go out there and win it. Do your thing, man. So, um, yeah, they're they're setting something up here. Um, I I almost wonder and hope that... If he does turn or they get involved, this turns into a three-way with the Shield. Because I thought maybe this would be something they do at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I think, to me, Reigns wins the title at the Royal Rumble. I could see them doing the three-way. And I could see Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble. So that sets up Reigns, Lesnar, for Mania again.
1: I could see that, yeah. yeah. Or, or do we get Reigns and Les? Did you say... Rains
0: and and Lesnar at Mania, I think.
1: Yes. Reigns and Lesnar. Yeah.
0: So I I would expect Reigns to Well, so we're gonna get Reigns against Rollins for the world title. Do they do that Survivor series? Or do they somehow get those guys on a team and hold that off until the TLC show in December?
1: I think we're probably only gonna get one or maybe two survivors traditional Survivor series matches. So I think we're going to see the title match at Survivor Series.
0: Uh, probably. Yeah.
1: Probably. And that's maybe where Dean Ambrose does the turn.
0: Right. And then maybe Reigns gets his rematch at TLC. Something or funky happens. And then they right.
1: – Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, that, that looks like the direction to me. And uh, right now I'm not exactly sure what they do with Ambrose. So I, I would mix them in there. Um Or put Ambrose with uh, Del Rio.
1: Yeah, that could work too. I I do like that they were doing uh, Del Rio against Neville. I could have seen him moving in a direction where he was wrestling uh, somebody in the Rusev, Sheamus, King Barrett mold.
0: Man, they are – it's funny because they keep putting those guys together. There is nothing going on with Rusev. There is nothing going on with Sheamus who – has the Money in the Bank briefcase. It, I mean, they're, they're almost ice cold. They're just figures that are out there to fill a five-minute segment.
1: I, Yeah, it's almost like New Japan with the six-man tags for guys that they don't really have anything to do.
0: Yeah, it's really strange. And I'm not saying they can't fire them up pretty quickly, but it, it just seems like they're on the back burner. And they're just waiting for something more, you know? And yeah, I, I don't know when they can pull the trigger on that or what they can do to really get the crowd going because the longer you wait, me, it makes it seem like the crowd's not going to be that much into it. I mean, maybe they will be because people like seeing the surprise cash in for money in the bank. But, you know, Rusev doesn't have that luxury, you know, so I don't know what they're going to do with that guy.
1: We, we don't even have a backstory really for why these guys are teaming together.
0: They're just all buddies, man. Sometimes you just gotta hang out with your bros, okay? They're the new Freebirds. Freebird rules, man. Uh, Sure, why not? They should challenge the new day. Um, Back to that main event. That main event was really good. They went about 15 minutes, and the way that those four guys worked together and they really played off each other, that was fantastic, man. And this entire night, I thought for the most part, most of the matches were really good, and it made a lot of sense. Like you said, you know, the time of the matches. They weren't overly long. They weren't these 20, 30-minute matches. But for Raw, 10 to 15 minutes, I think is a great time. It allows guys enough time to work, tell a story in the ring, and have a good match. And I thought that's what happened throughout the night. And I, I hope this is a little bit more of a formula to what we see because it really wasn't like that long talking segment outside. They, they opened the show, obviously, with the authority, but it really wasn't too long. But we didn't get like these long talky segments We got good, sharp wrestling matches that didn't go too long but made a lot of sense, and, you know, there were great contests. So this is a little bit more of what I want to see when it comes to Raw. We got a lot of different fresh matchups, and hopefully that can continue, um, you know, in the coming weeks.
1: And this was a really good crowd. They were really hot most of the night. And when Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens did their face-off, it felt like a fresh, hot matchup. It was something that the people wanted to see. It was something I wanted to see. It was one of those moments, which doesn't happen often enough on Raw, where I sit up in my seat and I go, ooh, you know, what? Well, how is this going to play out?
0: Absolutely. You know, so good addition to Raw. Like I said, by the end of the night, it was getting a little bit tiresome, but nothing too bad. And um, it came off really good overall. So we'll see where they go from here. Um, Speaking of that just So if we get uh, Survivor Series We talked about this a little bit So we think Reigns against Rollins We get the Undertaker And Kane And two others Against The Wyatt family Mm -hmm. And then I think we'll get That whole uh, Six people triumphant again We'll get the the Rusev Seamus Barrett Maybe somebody else against another team for, for, yeah, maybe Del Rio against, you know, four others for another Survivor Series traditional match.
1: Where do you go with uh, Kevin Owens?
0: Maybe they go Kevin Owens against Dean Ambrose. Yeah, maybe. I could see that. You know, yeah. they got to they do something with Ambrose right now. Um, well, that would be another way, like, if they're going to do the turn, that maybe you put him with Owens to kind of mask the turn a little bit more from a standpoint of he's still going against, you know, uh, a true heel. Like, we mm-hmm. don't know about Del Rio yet, but we know Kevin Owens is a heel. So maybe maybe that's where they go. They, they need some baby faces right now. They're really short on that because uh, no John Cena right now, no Randy Orton right now. And you know, Taker's gonna be doing his thing, plus he's not a regular. Um, and when you know, we've got Roman Reigns, we have Dean Ambrose for now. Um, we'll see if he turns or not. And then it's no it's no guarantee that the guy's gonna turn. Um, and then we also have Kane, you know, who's still one of their top baby faces. Outside of that, I mean, they've got to do Ziggler. some stuff with guys, maybe Ziggler, I guess, right?
1: Ziggler, Cesaro, Neville, those are all your you know second-tier guys. It, you know, as much as we're talking about this Dean Ambrose heel turn that has yet to happen and they seem to be foreshadowing, it seems awfully crazy to do it at a time when you have so few baby faces who are connecting.
0: Maybe that's why they don't pull the trigger on that until, say, uh, after Cena comes back. Like they tease it a little bit, but they don't do it. Until John Cena is back, which is going to be, you know, late December. That's that's the believed date. It's right after uh, Christmas. So maybe yeah. maybe that's when you do it. Is you pull the trigger in January, and maybe that sets up, you know, a triple threat match.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that could work.
0: Yeah, but then that. That also means that those three guys would not be in the Rumble. For Roman Reigns, though, that's a great thing if he's not in the Royal Rumble, quite honestly.
1: Yeah, keep him far away from that.
0: Keep him away from that match. So... uh Reminder, everybody, that's supporting us on Patreon. uh, We really appreciate it. It helps us do what we do. And if you like what we do, you want to make sure that we can keep doing it, please support us because we do have bills to pay. Um, We are taking time away from our regular jobs to do these broadcasts and do all the different things we do between the ropes. We enjoy doing this. Don't get me wrong. But – you know, we've got bills to pay. And if you can help us out with that, that would be greatly appreciated. Go to patreon.com backslash between the ropes, whether you want to pledge a dollar a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month. We have different tiers. We will give back some things to you as well if you do pledge. Um, but if you could do that, that would be greatly appreciated. Like I said, um, even for a dollar a month, I mean, that's, that's 20 cents a show uh, when it comes to these live broadcasts. And plus, we do other uh, audio only podcasts. Uh, during the week as well. So if you could do that, that would be great. Once again, that's patreon.com backslash between the ropes. And if you're already pledging to us, you're a okay. You know, we have to give you uh, maybe the, the unicorn sign for that because we greatly appreciate it. Um, let's get to some questions. You can leave questions on our Facebook page. Let's go to facebook.com backslash between the ropes. And also we have the chat room open and we can get to some questions there as well because I saw some earlier, including, uh, let's see, Matt, as um, I thought raw flowed well because the importance of each match leading to the fatal four away. How can WWE maintain the positive momentum in the following weeks?
1: Positive momentum. There, I, I guess there's positive momentum.
0: <laughs> well, it's one week. So it was a positive.
1: Yeah, you know what it too, is?
0: It's a new it was, day.
1: Yeah. Pay-per-view was good. Tonight wasn't, I mean, it, Tonight was fine. Yeah. We'll see if they lose their focus, you know, in the middle weeks when they're not, they don't have something to build.
0: To me, the whole thing is still fresh matchups, having a nice flow to the show, like Matt said. um, And I go back to harping about you had a lot of good matches that weren't too short, weren't too long, different matchups. You didn't have screw job finishes left and right. You did have one roll up, but That's like a a weekly tradition now. And, you know, just give fresh feuds and have good, solid matches. I think uh, people enjoy that.
1: We need more fresh faces, too. Uh, There are not enough fresh faces. Tyler Breeze is a good start. The Dudleys, it's nice that they're back. Although, I mean, an act like that can get old pretty quick. But we need a few more NXT call-ups, I feel like. Uh,
0: well, we'll see if that happens. Uh, I'm not exactly sure who they would call up right now, but never say never. Um, by the way, Axel Johnson on here is comparing, uh, our good friend, Michael Wiseman, who is, uh, out of town, um, and could not join us. He's, he's comparing him to, uh, Todd Chrisley, which is probably not that favorable for anybody who watches raw and, um, sees those ads for the reality show starring Todd Chrisley. Started. Michael's a little sassy. He's just a little sassy, a little bit. Uh, let's see. By the way, Survivor Series 2, I can see them doing the four-on-four four, uh, match that, or, or even make it bigger in, uh, for the women. That'll probably be what they do there. and may, Maybe we get the, the Divas Championship match and then we have a second women's match where they do the uh, traditional teams.
1: We're going to get Sasha Banks on the uh, babyface side.
0: They got to get her involved, man. I mean, she's not out there at all again this week. And
1: the only thing she did this week was the uh, "rise above cancer" spot, right?
0: Yeah, that was it. I think
1: she so, was in the background. They, that's that's the other crazy thing that not taking advantage of your opportunities.
0: Yeah, I know, and I mean, but right now the the directions they're going in is Paige Charlotte, so maybe they don't want to throw her out there. So you're not thinking about that all the time going, Oh man, I wish it was Sasha Banks. I was involved,
1: you know, it's always, I wish it was Sasha Banks.
0: I know. Right. So, uh, somebody was asking where's Michael. Michael was out of town, um, for work related things. So he could not join us. Um, a couple other questions. Let's see. Uh, Jim on Facebook page says, what is the condition of Charlotte's nose after the botched electric chair spot in the hell in the cell with Nikki Bella? Um, looks like she was just bruised and she got a little cut, but, uh, she didn't break her nose. As far as we know,
1: she seemed like she was fine. She wasn't wearing a mask. So,
0: yes. Uh, Francis asks, um, could you see Del Rio having the U.S. title until, uh, at least Mania? Sure. Um, I'm not exactly sure what direction they're going in with him and how exactly they're going to do everything. How long they'll keep Zeb with him. Still kind of a weird matchup to me. I I would I would rather see Ricardo out there. I'm not saying he has to show up in the car every week, but I liked it when he had the the long scarf and Ricardo introduced him. I thought that was a great gimmick. And I know they'll say, Oh, but then he can't be a heel because people will chant along with Ricardo. But they've done that with Heyman, you know, where he's been a heel and people, you know, chant along when he does his introduction. So I don't think it's that big of a
1: deal. I I think that the reason that we're unsure of whether he's a baby face or a heel is they need a babyface Latino star. And maybe they're not, maybe they're just giving him sort of the tweener role right now until we get the full fledged. He didn't do too well in his last face run.
0: I would but, not want him as a baby face though. He's, he is much better as a heel.
1: Oh, I agree, but I mean, even tonight there were a lot of CCC C, C chants and quite a few uh, Alberta signs. Although that, you know, that's just your initial night back,
0: right? And plus, they're in San Diego. I mean, they're in Southern California.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: maybe they're they're not too. I mean, there there's a there's a pretty good Hispanic audience in that area. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe maybe they should have Rey Mysterio return on this night.
1: Hey, you're never going wrong with Bray, and he's right uh, there
0: in the 619. That's all I'm
1: saying. Yeah, uh, <laughs> then Triple A would be really mad.
0: Uh, yeah, just a little bit because so the story with Del Rio, he is the what, what's the championship he holds for a triple A right now? But what again, the
1: mega champion,
0: the mega champion. So he did tell Triple A that he was leaving, but I guess it was what like maybe. A, a day's notice if even that Is um he yeah so i don't know if he's going back to drop the championship or what triple a i guess has been playing nice about it but it's gonna hurt them that they now lost del rio and they lost miss disease
1: um, and so- lost miss disease because he didn't want to work in the same company at, it sounds like as del rio
0: Right Because they didn't get involved they didn't get along, and they had a vicious Twitter war, which some people thought, oh, maybe they're just building up an angle and come to find out, no, they hate each other's guts because they were talking about if I see you at the building, I'm going to kick your ass.":
1: I got my money on Del Rio in this one.: Yes.
0: Um, and the funny thing was, I mean they were doing this in public for everybody to see on Twitter, blasting I mean, they, one another.
1: Brian, they were doing this on Raw, like when they wrestled you know a few years back.
0: Yes. They, they didn't like each other then, and they don't like each other now. So they didn't want to work with each other. So Mr. C said, well, I'm out of here. I'm going to jump to CMLL. And Del Rio was like, well, hey, I got an offer from WWE. I'm going to go back there. So the big loser in all this is uh, AAA, unfortunately, for them.
1: And Lucha uh, Underground.
0: Yeah, Lucha Underground as well, which is uh, getting ready to tape its second season. And they might be taping a third season at the same time.
1: Yeah. Um, Great show. So,
0: Will you be reviewing the 2K16 game anytime soon? That is a Michael Wiseman question because Michael is he has a, a copy of the game and he is going to be handling the review for the website. So everybody can direct their uh, questions there. So,
1: so Brian, are you going to give uh, Breaking Ground more of a chance than Total Divas? Oh,
0: absolutely. I'll watch Breaking Ground. I have no problem with that show. I mean, we talked about it in our – Last broadcast, so I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, total divas never watched it, never will,
1: not even for the Dolph Ziggler, Nikki Bella, John Cena triple. Or I
0: can't do I it. You know why it's faker than wrestling?
1: Oh, it's so bad.
0: I'm gonna watch that, and it's a show like that that makes me not like some people. It's like it's like you know, the whole thing where you really get to know somebody even though they're like a hero or you're a fan of theirs or something, and then you you get to, you get meet them or something, and it's not the experience you were hoping for. This is kind of like one of those, they're pulling the curtain back to see, you know, and you're getting exposed to way too much. But not only are you getting to see them in the, you know, out of entertainment aspects, but you don't even know what's real and what's not. So I don't even know if they're really like that or if they're really not. And I'm seeing them, you know, and supposedly in their everyday life. So, to me, it's a big mess, and I just I can't deal with it.
1: I don't blame you. I I don't watch it either.
0: I was gonna say, are you keeping up on that or something?
1: No, just I just caught the Ziggler stuff.
0: Uh, let me see what. Uh, whoa, is there any other questions that we had on there? I was looking through the chat room. I know people were asking just a little. By the way, someone says, does WWE realize Mexico is part of the American continent? Yes.
1: It is all part of North America, believe it or not. Um, you see Reigns turning on Ambrose, maybe. Fans are more into Ambrose, John Vincent asks. I don't
0: think so, because I think they have so much invested in Roman that they want him to be the next star babyface that I don't think that's going to happen. If it was going to happen, I think they would have done it by now. Um, they had a good opportunity to do it over the summer, but they just did not want to go that direction. Cena, I know people are talking about, well, is Cena going to be winding down? What we've seen this past year since WrestleMania, when he won the U.S. championship, was he's not going to be necessarily vying for the world title, even though he did at SummerSlam, but he's still going to have a role. It's just not going to be necessarily that top, top part of the show. And I think that's the way you're going to keep seeing Cena, that, He's still going to be involved because John wants to be involved. And John is still healthy and still loves wrestling. Um, and they still do really good business with him. But I don't think you're going to see him involved in that world title picture as much or in the main event picture. But it's still going to be a, you know, a strong presence and a good – You're still going to have a really good spot.
1: Yeah. It, is, he'll be around.
0: This is just like the beginning portions of whenever he winds down. But that's still going to be up to John a lot because – it's not like he slowed down in the ring. I mean, you can easily make the argument that this has been his best year in the ring.
1: Yeah, he, he hasn't slowed down in the ring. He's, he's no. gotten better.
0: And he still sells a ton of merchandise. So John's going to be involved for as long as he wants to be involved. And, you know, I know they talk about, well, maybe maybe they're going to slow him down a little bit or maybe they're going to phase him out. They're not going to phase him out. They just phase him into a different role. I yeah. think so is, is the way that they do that. And that way they allow other guys to grow a little bit more and put some, some of those guys, some fresher faces in that role because you've got to build for the future. That's one of the things we always talk about with WCW. Um, one of the reasons for its failings is that they would not look towards the future. And WWE has definitely been guilty of that, but they're trying to change some of that right now. And that means you can't have John Cena in that role as much.
1: Yeah, well it's it's hard to make the argument though that they're they're going in that direction when we just had Kane in the title picture.
0: Yeah, I mean that storyline made sense, but yeah at the same time, I mean when you've still got Kane as one of your top baby faces, even in this storyline with Taker, it makes sense, but still it's like should you really still be doing that? I mean
1: uh, they should have some up-and-comers paired with these two, at least.
0: Yeah, yeah I just, I'm just i going to be curious to see who they might put in that role. You know, who would they put with those two guys? I mean, like I said, the Dudleys make a lot of sense. I think that could easily be it. But at the same time, are you going to be excited about that? Is it going to be intriguing?
1: Let's, yeah, let's have Cesaro and Ambrose and let's just say Ziggler. That, my Undertaker dream team.
0: Well, I think those guys are all going to be tied up in their own match. You know, I know, going up against you know Sheamus and Barrett and Rusev, and
1: that's that's just my Undertaker dream team.
0: Yeah, Undertaker dream team. So, uh, we're going to wrap it up, but we do appreciate everybody for joining. And uh, just a couple of quick reminders: subscribe to us here on YouTube if you haven't done that already. We have got a lot of different videos on here. Uh, we do these weekly videos, and plus some other uh, video interviews. We get a chance. So uh, please subscribe to get the videos as soon as they are out. Please like the videos, share them, uh, make comments. Hopefully they're positive comments. Uh, Speaking of that, uh, you can also subscribe to us on iTunes and on Stitcher to get the audio version of our podcast and of these broadcasts. Um, You can do that by just going to BetweenTheRopes.com and you will find uh, the uh, buttons for that. And please rate us and review us there as well. Once again, thanks to everybody supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash between the ropes. And if you can pledge to us even just a little amount per month, or if you want to do more, that'd be great. But any kind of support uh, would be greatly appreciated. You can find us online at between the ropes.com and check out the Facebook page as well. Just go to facebook.com backslash between the ropes. So Justin, once again, thanks, man. Appreciate it. And uh, glad to have you on here.
1: Thanks for having me again.
0: So he is Justin Kendall. I am Brian Fritz. We'll talk to you next time right here between the ropes. The talking is over. Thanks for downloading Between the Ropes. You guys are awesome. Thank you. For more, go to BetweenTheRopes.com and subscribe to Between the Ropes on iTunes. Thank you! Have a nice day!